0: Hi, neighbor. I'm Jacob, and I'd like to welcome you to the Park Less Travel podcast, your exclusive source to learn about the less visited hidden gems of the National Park Service. Instead of rehashing facts about the over publicized and over visited parks like Yellowstone, the Statue of Liberty, and Arches, we'll only focus on parks that you may not have known were out there and give you the rundown on fantastic national parks around the country that deserve more attention. As of the recording of this episode, there are a staggering 423 national parks in the United States and more are added every year. If you're like me, parks like Yellowstone are hundreds of miles away, but you may be surprised to learn that there are many fascinating national parks in your own backyard. So what are you waiting for? Join me as we explore these national treasures. What will you discover in the park less traveled? Before we dive into this episode's parks, I just want to mention that this podcast has been made possible by a generous grant from Nature Valley through the National Park Conservation Association. Welcome to episode number four. I know that I have anticipated this episode since the beginning of the podcast. Today, we're going to count down the parks least traveled. That is, we're going to walk through each of the five least visited national parks in the United States. Some of these parks may surprise you and may be a lot closer than you think. Just one statistical note. For this ranking, we're using visitation numbers from 2019, pre-COVID pandemic. But these numbers also generally correlate with the previous 10-year average. We have a lot to get through, so let's get started. To start us off, let's look at the fifth least visited National Park. Nestled away in our nation's first capital of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, lies this tiny park dedicated to a hero of the Revolution. This park only sees 1,921 visitors a year, about five visitors a day. This park's namesake was known as being one of America's best engineers designing and planning creative military structures and landscapes from New York to South Carolina. Although he was proud to be Polish, this American minted colonel split his time between Europe and the States. This park is dedicated to the life and genius of its namesake and is called Thaddeus Kosciuszko National Memorial. For more information, you can visit www.nps.gov slash THKO or call 215-965-2305. The fourth least visited national park boasts a mere 1,114 visitors a year, or about three visitors a day for its 2.5 million acres of land. This isn't surprising, considering that there is no road access to this park. Visitors have to fly in by air taxi or take a boat. This park is a land of extremes, seeing temperatures as cold as negative 50 degrees in the winter to up to 97 degrees in the summer. Popular activities include hunting, dog sledding, and paddling along the park's undeveloped rivers. For the experienced adventurer, there are seven free, first-come, first-served, public-use cabins scattered along the 150 miles of the Yukon River. These cabins are truly rustic and remote. A stay will connect you to a simpler time as you split your own firewood for your wood stove and enjoy the evening by the light of an oil lamp in complete solitude. Whether you're seeking to catch a glimpse of a grizzly or an abandoned gold mine, Yukon Charlie Rivers National Preserve is a remote experience unlike anything else in the United States. To learn more, you can visit www.nps.gov slash y u c h or call 907-459-3730 number three on our list might surprise you this park is located about 40 minutes from oakland california only 830 visitors a year travel to this location which averages out to just over five visitors during an operating day this site is located on an active controlled access military base and therefore access is limited Reservations must be made two weeks in advance for a free one-and-a-half-hour guided tour on Thursdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. Visitors must be U.S. citizens or permanent residents that can provide a valid government photo ID, their full names, a phone number, and their dates of birth. Visitors then meet their guide at the nearby John Muir National Historic Site to be shuttled to the base. And of course, due to the nature of the park being on an active military base, means closures may occur without notice. If you work hard enough to secure a reservation, you'll be rewarded with a uniquely exclusive experience. You'll be exploring the history of this site one-on-one with a dedicated ranger, and they will encourage you to ask questions and engage in a dialogue about the site's difficult history. In 1944, soldiers working on the base to supply the unquenchable thirst for munitions for America's fight to liberate the Pacific were pushed to their limits. Crews unloaded and loaded ships with explosives 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, often pushed to breakneck speeds leading to unsafe working conditions. On July 17th of that year, disaster struck when a munitions explosion set off a chain reaction that destroyed two U.S. ships. 320 men were killed in the explosion and two-thirds of them were African Americans. Due to racist attitudes among military leadership, the surviving 258 men were ordered to resume the same unsafe work under the same unsafe conditions. When many of those men refused to put themselves at unnecessary risk, they were imprisoned, court-martialed, and charged with mutiny. Some were convicted and punished with bad conduct discharges and fined three months of their pay. The 50 men who were singled out as the ringleaders were convicted and sentenced to 15 years in prison and a dishonorable discharge. At the end of the war, these men were granted clemency and released from prison in January of 1946, but 49 of the 50 men were never pardoned. Thurgood Marshall witnessed the military proceedings that convicted these men and as the chief counsel of the NAACP, he made public the effects of racial discrimination in the military that led to the explosions and the unequal treatment of the African American soldiers. This event created greater urgency to desegregate the military through Truman's Executive Order 9981 and increase safety measures to redesign munitions with safety features and require all who handle munitions to be certified. You can memorialize these men, ponder our country's difficult history, and inform yourself on how you can impact change for the future at Port Chicago Naval Magazine National Memorial. To reserve your visit to this park, you can visit www.nps.gov poch or call 925-228-8860 extension 6520. And now a break for this episode's featured trivia question. Are you ready? There is one national park unit that is completely off-limits to visitors of the general public. Which national park is it? Need a hint? This national monument sits just 30 minutes outside of Phoenix, Arizona. The national monument that is closed to all members of the general public is Hokokam Pima National Monument in Chandler, Arizona. This monument preserves the ruins of Snake Town, a village that was inhabited by about 2,000 residents between the years 300 and 1200. Archaeological work has uncovered that the village was an early example of urban living and boasted a central plaza, sports fields, an irrigation system, crematoriums, and workshops. Today the site is owned by the Gila River Indian Reservation, which has decided to close the park to public access in order to protect the sensitive artifacts and delicate landscape that makes this site so important. Visitors who want a taste of history from Hohokam, Pima can visit nearby Casa Grande Ruins National Monument to see Snake Town artifacts hosted in its museum. Now continuing with the second least visited national park on our list, coming in with only 324 visitors annually, the next park shares a border with Mexico. Located downriver from Big Bend National Park, this wild and scenic river in Texas contains stunning and diverse scenery that ranges from narrow, rugged canyons to broad, open floodplains. With Class 1 through Class 4 rapids, there's something for rafters with every level of experience. Rafters can curate their own experiences by choosing to bring their own equipment, rent equipment, or even hire professional guide services that will take care of every detail of your trip, including lunch. Keep in mind that any float trip that is bigger than a day-use intertube trip requires a backcountry use permit from the National Park Service. Each float group is also limited to 12 people. As you travel along this river, also be aware that you are traveling along the border with Mexico. Be aware of your surroundings and know the law and best practices for staying safe on the border. Remember that although your permit allows you to float the river, it does not grant you access to illegally enter into Mexico, which will be one shore of the river. For those wishing to take a unique float through the desert between two countries, Rio Grande Wild and Scenic River is the place to be. To start planning your trip, you can visit www.nps.gov slash r-i-g-r or call 432-477-2251. And finally, the moment you've been waiting for, the least traveled national park in the country. Seeing a mere 100 visitors a year, this Alaskan park is the definition of remote. Only the most experienced park travelers should attempt to brave this extreme wilderness. Great care should be taken to plan every detail, preparing for emergencies, extreme weather, and brown bear encounters. Support from commercial services end when visitors are dropped off by air taxi, as there are no roads into this park. Unless you've hired a professional guide service to accompany you into the wilderness, you're completely on your own. Those brave and experienced enough to endure this harsh environment will be surrounded with 586,000 acres of pristine wilderness. The park doesn't even have trails or campgrounds. The most popular activities include rafting on the park's river, hiking the floor of a volcanic caldera, hunting, and sports fishing. For those who are planning a hike, it is strongly recommended to stop by the King Salmon Visitor Center before your trip to submit a backcountry planner with staff so they can initiate search and rescue procedures if you are overdue on your return. If experienced visitors come prepared, the challenge will be well worth the reward. Unlike any other experience, the remote nature of the Lower Alaskan Peninsula has a rich and untouched natural and cultural history. From eruptions that formed the park's caldera 3,500 years ago to the still-present Alutik people who run commercial fishing and canning operations, there's no limit to what you will discover here. A trip to Anachek National Monument and Preserve in the southwest corner of Alaska is the pinnacle of a park traveler's adventures, and only a very lucky few will ever get to experience it. If you sincerely think that your experience and planning skills qualify you for the challenge, you can learn more about the park by visiting www.nps.gov A-N-I-A or calling 907 246-3305. Two four six three three zero five. Thank you for joining me at the Park Less Traveled. Follow us on our Facebook page for more details on the parks we discussed today. If you visited these parks or have suggestions for future parks less traveled, I'd love to hear from you on the page. Tune in to our next episode to hear about some of America's best parks dedicated to women's history. These sites are closer than you expect, and will inspire you as we enter the second century of the Nineteenth Amendment. Tune in to learn about our country's long struggle to secure rights for all of its people, regardless of sex. But enough talk, get out there and explore your park less traveled.